Welcome to the CarCast, the first of the regular season alongside the driving Sean Shapiro. I'm Owen Newkirk. By the way, it is not pronounced Shapiro, so any of you baseball nuts out there, and I love baseball too, please call him Shapiro. And, uh, and another fun fact, Sean learned another new feature of his new car today. Uh, we graduated from climate dual climate control, which he's still struggling with, grappling with a bit, to how to use your washer fluid, which is a big thing because let me tell you, he was struggling with a very dirty windshield this afternoon. You're such an old car salesman. I am. You're, for those who don't know, Owen sold cars at one point. Yes, in between um, broadcast gigs once, I did sell sell some cars. So, so it's, I, I am a car guy even way before that. I was always interested in the intricacies and the features of cars. And, so I, I'm, I'm very in tune to that stuff. Others, like my good friend here to the left, not so much using it more as a functional vehicle of getting you from one place to another. It's a transportation device. Right. But it's so much more. The great thing about talking to people about cars is that no matter what their stance is, you can have a conversation. Whether they like them, hate them, anywhere in between, there is, it is such a part of your life, you can talk about it. Everyone has a car story, whether you, whether they like them or, or hate them, yep. or, or are apathetic about it. Why? And then off you go. It's, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Everyone can talk about cars. Yep. Even if you don't own a car, you can talk about Even cars. Even if you're morally opposed to the com internal combustion engine, you can still talk about why. Yes. Yep. And you can talk about hockey and cars. And we are doing just that. <laughs> nice segue. Back do we go. Uh, Stars open the season with a 3-0 win over the Arizona Coyotes. Not the best, perfect, most sharp and crisp performance, but not bad either. And more importantly, Sean, I just think that it is incredibly vital for everybody involved to get that first win on the first night. Jim Montgomery gets his first NHL win, uh, debuts for Rope Hintz and Miro Haskin, and we'll talk more about them in a yeah. minute, but I really think it helps, the, as we were referring to a lot, as the process. The process. To have some good vibes after game one. Yeah, it's it's good to get that out of the way, because it's the type of thing where, like, it's like how sometimes when you talk about a player in a slump where they don't score a goal and they haven't scored a goal for a little bit. It's all about getting that first one where it's just, it starts to wear on you, it's poison on your mind. You don't win tonight, you start to think, well, when am I going to get that first win? And then now, by winning this game, you get to move on and really start focusing on taking it one game at a time, for lack of a better word. It's less of, okay, when am I going to get that win? When am I going to get that first win? When is, when is this going to happen? Same thing on a goal scorer struggling yeah. to score a goal. The longer it goes, the more that you start to have doubts. Yes. Even even for a guy as accomplished as Tyler Sagan, if he doesn't score a goal for two or three games, he has to answer those questions and you start going, gee. Speaking of which, Tyler Sagan had a huge opportunity in the second period to score. Excuse me, in the third period. No, was it third? Yes. I think it was in the third. I missed the net. Or no, it was in the first period. Uh, late in the first period, Jamie Benn cross-ice pass. One timer, he put it wide. Yeah. Open net. He does not miss those very much. I'm not worried about it at all, but it's just notable. When Tyler Sagan is in full sharpness, he does not miss that shot. Yeah. And so tonight, though, it's it was an interesting game where it was... Um, pretty wide open in the first. 
Pittsburgh. Cut agreement. wide open. It was an both sides. Yeah, it, was, it was a fun zero zero first period to watch on both sides. That was um, the kind of period, Sean, that I keep saying is is absolutely fine without more goals. Yes. Uh, I am not against goals. I like goals. I don't mind more of them, but. That is the epitome of a fun period of hockey to watch without goal scoring because there are scoring chances and from both sides and saves and missed nets. As long as you have high event hockey, it doesn't matter whether you have high goal totals. Yeah, tonight was a high event hockey game. Um, then 0-0 zero, zero into the first period, you go into the second period, and Stars strike three times in a 96-second flurry. And not only do they strike three times in, in a minute and a half, Ben Bishop has to make a big save during, yeah. that, during that stretch as well. So a lot of back and forth. Um, and it was it was kind of... Stars were an aggressive team. They were they played with they played with pace, attacking the puck and trying to take away the space from the Coyotes throughout the game. And then they actually really applied it offensively when they did score those goals. We saw the um, the Devin Short scored the first goal on the rebound. That was a play that started with Miro Heiskanen carrying the puck and getting that clean entry, and then the Stars showing dogged determinedness to go after that puck. Both uh, Pitlick and Shore were both right there. It was really who was going to... And Foxo was and right, Fox, right, Fox well. right there as well. And then, obviously, the Radulov goal maybe won that uh, Ranta wants back. I think as, that's being very kind. Yes. It's not one your goaltender wants to get through. Yeah. But sometimes they beat you through the legs because you can't cover the entire yeah. net. Yeah, but nice play by Radulov just to get the shot off as far as settling and going getting to his stick. Also and shows how hard it is for going to read a backhand shot, yes, isn't it? Yes, he loves the backhand. Alexander Radulov loves the backhand yep. more than most people love anything else in the world. <laughs> uh, and then Bishop makes the save on Perlini, I believe. Um, yeah, on the, on the breakaway. On the breakaway, and then John Klingberg goes down and beats Toronto over four the on four. During four on four. Um, and, and we are, it's funny, uh, both Brad Lukowicz, my uh, substitute co-host for the injured Bruce Levine, he'll be back, but, uh, you know, going to miss a few games. Both of us said it's a good thing Klinger scored on that shot because he had Tyler Sagan streaking to the net basically on a 2 on 0. He had a defenseman yeah. right behind him. So it wasn't completely unabated, but if Klingberg, who is not a slouch offensively, if he misses that because he took the shot instead of trying to center it to Sagan, yeah. he might have a few uh, questions to answer from his linemate. True, but I, so I actually really liked the way he played that. Yes, oh, I, so, no, no, no problems yeah. with it at all, but you know, when you have Tyler Sagan open going to the net and you don't yeah. pass it to him, you better be able to explain to yourself why. Ooh, we're getting buzzed by motorcycles. <laughs> yep, that was loud and quick. Yep. Uh, and pretty darn fast, yeah. I'm guessing. He's definitely, by the he's definitely, definitely speeding. Yes, he's definitely going over the speed limit yes. by at least 15 miles an hour. Quite a bit. Maybe not. Um, anyway. Anywho. So um, that guy. That, that uh, guy's also going. Honda Pilot just Honda Pilot. blew by us. Um, using all of that V6 engine. Yes. Now you're selling cars again. No, talking cars. Anyway. Anyway. Maybe showing off that I know that it's easy. <laughs> but what we'll be selling it, Sean, we'll be talking about how it has uh, a, an IV tech engine where it uses variable valve timing. So depending on what you're doing with your accelerator, how many valves between uh, two and six are using to try to be more fuel efficient. Stop. Stop. You brought it up. Stop. Stop. Anyway, this is just like you on the ride down here saying, like, we don't have to sell the Honda people because Honda people are loyal customers. 
It's true. <laughs> as, uh, as many people in politics lately have been saying, I'm just stating the facts. Of course, arguably, sometimes those haven't really been facts, but nonetheless. Oh, we're going off the rails here, aren't we? You started it. I feel like that, that's mature. <laughs> All right, so anyway, uh, we talked a little bit about the scoring in the second period. Jim Montgomery said in the post-game uh, press conference that he didn't like the last eight minutes or so of the second period. He felt that after they had the lead, they kind of backed off a bit. I feel like he's talking a bit more about his pressure game because I really didn't think that they were second fiddle in, in the, the end of the second period. I thought they traded chances. Maybe he didn't like the fact that they didn't really press yeah. the advantage and put them away. Well, the way I look at it at the end of that second period was um, – I think he looks into it as if the type of situation where if there's a push, more of a push from Arizona, they're in trouble. Yeah, I think it's the type of thing where he didn't like his team's game, but it didn't look that bad. It didn't look that bad from the outside because Arizona wasn't pushing like a team that had just gone down three nothing. That's how I think. And interestingly enough, Sean, is the fact that for the Stars, I actually thought the big push from Arizona came in the third period. Now, yes, the, the yes. Coyotes had some chances. Uh, in the second half of the second period, but they were the ones that really created all the offense. There was an odd chance for the Stars in the third, but it was, you know, Stefan had three in the third, um, a couple of really good looks. Uh, I think it was, was it Perlini again on the one-timer on the power play? Yeah. Where it was a save that you expect Ben Bishop to make, but you have to applaud him making it. It was a one-timer similar to where Alex Ovechkin sets up on the left circle, yeah. high left circle, and, and again, Everybody covered everybody else. Your goalie has to make that save. He did. But then Stepan had a couple of, after they were back at five on five, driving hard to the net, creating chances in the slot. And Bishop came up with a couple of real dandies that you go, okay, now he's really yeah. bailing us out. Yeah. Because that could have, it was in the first five minutes. They get one of those goals. It's 3 1. Now all of a sudden the Coyotes are in the game, two goals back and feeling some momentum. And things get a little dicey, and Bishop just shut the door. He was. He was fantastic. He, he was he was really good tonight. And I, this is important too because it's one thing to look good in preseason. This was his first game since first real game since that injury that ended his season last year. So yep. this, first this, non preseason. This, this was this was big for him to just come in, have confidence, and build on that. Um, he comes back, and then I mean tonight was also talk about Jim Montgomery winning his first game, but I have a couple other firsts, a couple other new guys yep. who are either rookies or new acquisitions made their uh, made their stars. So let's go through these. The stars' first appearance. Blake Como made his debut in Victory Green in a regular season game, as did Connor Carrick. Uh, I thought Como was fine. I, I think that there were some instances where it showed that he's still learning his teammates. He had some, and maybe because he hasn't had a lot of continuity, he's been kind of bouncing between the second and third lines in practice and in training camp as well because of some injuries. Val Nishushkin's injury pushed him up to play with, with say, uh, Spezza and, and Yanbark. Yeah. And there were a couple of times where, again, much easier for me to say from up top, you're in yeah, the yeah. same perspective, but he was looking for guys, looking for the trailer a lot when he would get forward with, with the pass and missing the guy going to the net who was open. And I just think that that's some continuity and some timing and yeah. the more they play together, but I, I didn't really have any problems I, with Como. I, I, I didn't have a problem with his game. He played the game. I think I'm you nitpicking want, on this. Yeah, I, I think he played the game. You want him to play as a as a third liner. I just I, 
Yes, yes, I agree. I would like to see some more dynamism from our second line. Yeah. Um, I, I think that Yanmark showed some real nice bursts. Yeah, but, oh, but I, again, but, but maybe Val yeah. changes that dynamic but, but, but a But overall bit. tonight, it looked like a first line and three third lines. Yes. And, and okay with that. Yes. Especially because of the being able to roll those all out. But yeah. um, the other, obviously, big ones, Connor Carrick really set a high bar for himself. Yeah, he was, he was really good tonight. I, I really liked his performance. Not just talking about the two assists, and the, but the way he played the game. I like how he wins battles. He yeah. doesn't really lose those one-on-one -on -one battles. He was um, really very good tonight, and I can see every bit of why the Stars played him. And uh, It's funny, Jim Neal had the comment in the post-game show. Uh, Luco had the same comment during the broadcast tonight. He makes Jim Hill look real good. Yeah. For going out and making that acquisition tonight, doesn't he? Yeah, and they needed to add defensive depth. You can just whether who should have been in or out. We can that's discussion for later. <laughs> and there's some plenty of opinions there's, there's out there. There's plenty of opinions out there. But Carrick, in my view, should have been in either way. Yes. And he was he was really good tonight. Um, and and he's an easy guy to. I, I like him. I like his honesty, and he's, from a media perspective, he's fun to deal with. I mean, he, he is very pleasant. He told us after the game. I asked him about what the last three days have been because he only had two practices in a morning skate to get to know the teammates. And he said, he said, I just had to make sure I was passing to guys in green. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. So um, at the it'll be a little trickier next Tuesday when he faces the Maple Leafs yes. because that'll be, hey, this, these are all the guys I know well. Yeah. It's it's funny because so you may look at the surface, you may look, oh, we played with Roman Polak. Okay, that's something. He's not familiar with Roman Polak. Well, they don't play on the same pairing at all, right? So here, here's a here's a fun well, fact. Here's a fun fact for you. He, tonight, um, Connor Carrick and Roman Polak had 13 minutes together on the ice. Uh, it might be 13:02 or something like that. It's, it's slight, but basically roughly 13 minutes. All of last season in Toronto, they were on the ice together for 12 for 11 minutes and 58 seconds. That's crazy. So they had more time on the ice together tonight than in the entire season. entire season as teammates in Toronto last year. So it's it's a and and Pollock's. What do you think of Pollock's game? Because he was another obviously addition that came in and he played his first game. Um, quiet at times, which is fine. I, I noticed him especially. I feel like in the second period he really started to pick up his edge of his game a little bit more. Um, which I think was needed, especially because Arizona got a little chippy. The uh, Christian Fisher, I don't know if that's part of his game. He's played 80-something yeah. games in his NHL career, so he's still very young. But certainly drew the ire of the Stars by going knee-on-knee -knee with Jamie Benn. I would not at all be surprised, Sean, if we didn't see Ben as a maintenance day tomorrow. Yeah. Hopefully it's not more than that. He looked like he was he was dealing with it a little bit. He missed a shift or two. Yep. It's not the end of the yeah, having, Very concerned. good to see yeah. him come back, but I'd be a little concerned that he might be a little sore tomorrow. Now, yeah. he's a, he's a warrior as far as fighting through that stuff, so I'm not yeah. super sure. But that was really dicey. I thought uh, Polak showed some physical stuff. Um, and what really struck me as I thought about it was... Winnipeg is a much bigger, heavier team. Yeah. How can they not want to have a guy like Polak in that lineup? I don't think he's changing the defense pairings before. I think the only way the lineup changes on Saturdays if Val is available. Yes, um, and possible yeah, on that. Yeah. Uh, they would love to have Stephen Johns. I'm not sure if he's going to be able I to be ready. I don't think Steve, Stephen Johns' injury is such. It's it's such a tricky thing because I, I, and I know lots of people have asked when what happens when he comes back. When will he come back? Yada yada, all that stuff. And. I'd love to have a better answer, but I don't think any, it's, it's hard to give an answer on Stephen Johns because this isn't a concussion, but, right. should, but it's almost like we should need to treat it like a concussion because this is more than a hockey injury. This is a life injury because yes. 
these 24-7 headaches are not something to right. rush around. He's got to find a way to get himself right before he can go in the live. Yeah. The fact that he's skating with the team is a good thing, but I don't know if he's feeling all that great yet. So, no. um, um, Then the two rookies. Uh, time to talk rookies. Yeah. Miro Haskinen, who had maybe one of the best non-scoring shifts to, in his NHL debut right away, yeah. shows he's just... Look, we're going to talk about him all year because it's a interesting storyline and he's has such a high potential. And I'm even though we've watched him all preseason and all camp, I continue to be amazed at how mature he plays the game for a 19-year-old. He was, he was third on the team in minutes tonight. I think it was 19 something. Um, yeah, they didn't hold back on him, uh, didn't they? And he took a big lick from Lawson Krause in the third he period. Did. But here's the thing where, as Miro gets better, here's why the Stars are going to get better. Um, John Klingberg had played 27 minutes tonight, um, which is a ton. And I don't, not that John Klingberg can't handle 27 minutes, I don't want John Klingberg playing 27 minutes, 82 games. Do you like to see him between 20 and 24? I, I, I'd like to see him down to 23, 24 yeah. minutes. Those, as Miro gets better, he can take some of those minutes from Klingberg, so you're getting take a little bit of the more wear tear responsibility of Klingberg. As Miro gets better, less responsibility on Klingberg. It just makes the whole team better. Um, and he was Miro was great tonight. He showed a lot of confidence. Boy, he should have had a couple of assists yeah. tonight. He he set up Pitlick in the his first yeah. shift, and Pitlick couldn't get a shot away. He had an open net. Yeah. It was a great pass. Then he had a great shot. It was the team's first real scoring chance of the yeah. night. Um, on that same shift and, and caused some trouble for Antti Ranta there. And then he actually was a big part of setting up the opening goal in, the, yeah. in period two. He had two, to the clean entry Where the, he uh, got down the yeah. right side, yeah. turned back, fired it to Carrick, who blasted it from the point, tipped by Foxa in front, and then shoved home on his knees, by the way, by Stork. Yeah. It was just, I mean, I, every, I think every guy on the ice touched the buck during that play. That was a great team goal. It seemed like it. And Miro was, yeah. he was very, he was, he was just, he wins a lot of battles, not necessarily by being physical, uh, but he just does a lot of smart little things that you go, wow, that's great. Ooh, look at that. I really like his stick work. That's the thing you notice about him defensively. He's just, the gap is really, the gap control is really good, and that's typically something that younger players don't develop right away in the NHL. Yep. And that's really good already. And then just the stick work as far as the little stick lift here, the little poke check there, the little things in the top. I mean, of that are really at a higher level than at a higher level than a player his experience should have, no matter whether he's a top top ten pick or not. Um, so he was good. The other the other guy who took the rookie lap with him is in, in Rope Hints, who uh, that was great. I love the yeah. He looks so confused out there. Yeah. What do we do? The, the building's full. Yeah. They go out for warm-ups. It's the two of them and nobody else, and they're that, both looking around like. And there weren't any pucks because usually you're not the one that gets yeah. to knock the pucks free. And eventually, Rope went over and said, "All right, I guess we're gonna yeah. just start shooting." And that, that doesn't usually happen on opening night. Actually, like some a lot of times on opening night, it just it kind of goes by the wayside, and we just okay, we'll just go. Everyone goes out there, and it never really happens. So I was wondering if they were actually gonna do it and, and put them put them through it. Um, but I thought Hints was a. Uh, Something to be desired there, not for him, but for everyone on that second power play unit. I wanted to see that there's still some work that needs to be done on that power play unit, but at 5-on-5, five five, I thought he was good. I thought he and uh, Dickinson, I thought Richie had a really good game. I thought, I thought Richie really elevated his yeah. game, and when he was the one that actually 
was the uh, drew the ire of Ekman yeah. Larson, which led to their four on four and Klingberg's third goal. Yeah. So that's good to see. I think Hintz had had a good look earlier, um, a, a scoring chance in there. I think he's only going to get better. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see them continue to be able to use. They, I don't think they took too many penalties tonight, which was good. Better than no. Sunday, and so I think you'll be able to see a chance for... I thought Dickinson had some moments. I thought he was good, too. I mean, I really, I was very pleased. A great fourth line there. Yeah. I, one interesting... I'll tell you, here's the question to ask. Yeah. If Val is ready to go on Saturday, clearly he'll play with Yanmark and Spezza, Como back to the third line. I can't imagine you take Devin Shore out of the lineup. Who do you take out of that fourth line? Because they all, I think, deserve to play. Yeah, I mean, it's Dickinson probably is the one if, you, if I'm going through process of elimination. I think so, yeah. especially because I think you want this, the heaviness of of Ritchie against yeah. a team like Winnipeg. But that being said, Dickinson comes out not because of poor play, yeah. just simply a numbers game. All right, we're way behind on lightning round. Yeah, let's get go? the lightning round. Let's do it. All right, uh, tons of questions. Uh, Charlie, our old buddy Charlie, writes in, sharper dresser, Tyler or Klinger? Um, oh, I think I, that's subjective, right? There's a two, it's continental change in, in style and fashion sense. It's subjective. Um, North American versus European styles. Yeah. I and I didn't. And I'm, I'm sure people are. He's asking the question in mind, thinking with what they wore in the green carpet tonight. And I don't know because I didn't pay attention to that. So um, it's hard hard for me to answer that question right now, based off. Uh, yeah, I mean, based I guess, based, yeah, I, it's I, a personal I, preference. I didn't, I didn't see tonight's apparel. Um, um, I'll go with whichever one wore socks because I, I still I still don't that is probably more likely to be Tyler, but that's subjective. Also, again, they both take it seriously. They're they're very different in their styles. Yes. Um, Sean writes in two funny things. First, is Haskinen the favorite for the Norris or just the Calder? Then says, actually, I have a serious question. Uh, so kudos for throwing the joke out. Yes. Uh, aside from a bizarre 90-second flurry, the Stars didn't score a goal. Is that an issue, or do you think they just got unlucky tonight outside of that second period span? Um, I don't really. I think there's. I'm happy with the first. I'm actually happy with the first period because I think there's other. You take that first period. Both and, teams could have scored. Yeah, a couple both teams could have scored. Um, are there some areas of concern? Yes, but I, I, I'm not overly concerned. Uh, Ryan wrote, when Nutrition comes back in, who's your guest who be scratched away? We just talked about that. Yeah. Uh, Robert writes in. Real Roman, quick, real quick on oh, They don't have to waive anyone when he comes back. He's, he's not right. an so IR. There isn't a waiver move here. Yeah, it's, he's just, just, it's just a scratch. Right, he was yeah. a healthy guy. Uh, yeah. Technically an injured scratch, yeah. but a scratch, yes. not an yes. IR. He's not an IR. Um, Robert writes in, Roman Polak only got credit for three hits, but I'm pretty sure he hit at least four players in warm-ups alone. Does he play 40 games this year? Does he play 40 games this year? Hard um, to say. It's hard to say because it really depends on Steven John's health. John's health, and then uh, what what happens with Honka? So um, I'll tell you what, I could see some fluidity in the first couple of months of the season as they try to narrow this down. I think teams ideally like to have some continuity in their defensive groups, yep. but right now the continuity is the four, the top four. Yeah. And Carrick is quickly going to earn himself a lot more ice time if he plays more games like that. Correct. All right, next one. Um, if you were Philip, if you were to walk into the hangar and buy a jersey right now, who would it be? If I was to walk into and buy a jersey, buy a Stars jersey with a name on it, not a, a blank one. Who would it be? Whose jersey would you buy if you were to walk in right now? See. 
There are some fun ones that may not be here for the next decade. The easy answer here, Sean, is Miro Haskinen. Why? Because yeah. he's that's the long game. He's yeah. going to be around with the Stars for a long, long time. But do you do it with practical long term, or do you go with somebody more fun now? Not not more fun, but maybe somebody now who may not be here. Do you, do you go with Radulov? Do you go with Hudobin? Maybe you go Hudobin, right? Maybe Hudobin. He's a he's a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and I don't think you're going to see as many Hudobin jerseys out there as you see. Here, actually, not to go buy this jersey, but in the crowd tonight. I saw, there's two two good jerseys I saw in the crowd tonight watching from the press box that were out of bowl. One, there was a, uh, a Hishkinen HIFK jersey. Nice. Um, then, the, his finish club. Yeah, there was someone in a victory green Brett Davis jersey. <laughs> Draft pick. Draft pick. That, that was, that was a little early, isn't that it? That was a little early, but then it had the number 74, which is the number he wore in training camp. Like, it was... That is, you want to talk about long game. That's, that's the long that's, game. That's, that's the that's long game. The high risk. That's the long game. There. High risk, high reward there. It, it, not even that. That's high risk because there's no saying he'll keep 74 once he actually. Or he'll <laughs> make the NHL yes. roster, right, yeah. Um, Rockstar, our friend, writes in more of a comment than, a long, than in the form of a question, but it is a, a question. Expletive, it's good to be back, eh, boys? Yes. Yes, it's nice, good to be back. Nice to have real hockey in there. Uh, Court writes in on a scale of 1 to 11, how loud was the collective OS on that neon knee? I would say that there were heart palpitations when you see the captain take a hit like that because that could be much, much worse. I hope that there's not... Uh, too much re- uh, soreness. No, it's the, knee, it's the knee, and then he also landed right on his wrist. That was. I'll tell you, a lot like, of things could yeah. have gone very badly for Jamie Ben. I hope he's he's all right, but yes, Court. There were a lot of oh no moments in that. Uh, Sean, a different Sean, writes in. Do you think Arizona has given the rest of the league pointers on how to defend the new Dallas system? No, I don't because it's. I, I, I don't think Arizona defended terribly well tonight. I don't not. I don't. I think Stars had quite a few chances, and I also don't think there's that much you can take from the first game. Like we learn a lot, we learned quite a bit, but there's still things that come into play and, and, and are really going to evolve. We're going to learn more and more what this system will actually look like over the next three or four games. Uh, follow up on this. Tad and a few others commented after this. Should Ben have beaten the tar out of Fisher? And then court rates, he would have if Fisher hadn't, parentheses, wisely turtled. Well, he would have. I mean, he, he wanted to fight him. He was pretty upset. Um, it, it's funny, because so here's the one thing we, we noticed this year. Um, and I'm not saying the Stars need this person, need a person like this, but if that hit happened in a game last year, Antoine Roussel takes a number and fights him later in the game. Yes. That's but the stars and I'm not saying the stars need that person, but they just it's just it's just a commentary. Right. The stars don't have that. That's in the quick light. Yeah, the stars the quickest one we go through. The stars. Yet you yeah. still see the accelerate as if we're getting chased. The, the stars don't have that person who's going to go take the number and right. go after him. That reason. And I'm not saying they need that person. It's just it's just a commentary because. Christian Fisher would have had to, would have had, Roussel would have gone after him later. No doubt. Yes. Yep. And and actually, I thought the Stars restrained themselves, and maybe it was a good thing. Maybe they didn't need to do something that might have taken a penalty Mm -hmm. to end up getting the Stars, or getting the Coyotes back in the game. Uh, Drake writes in, cell phone light show, question mark. Give me wristbands. Uh, I disagree with that. 
I loved it. I thought it was really cool. You can now up download this app. Uh, go to the Dallas Stars website. They'll you're explain such more. A salesperson today. Well, don't you think? You're selling cars. You're selling apps. No, no. Like, <laughs> let, let, well, I'm not selling this. I'm promoting this. I thought whatever having fans <laughs> in the stands with their cell phones, uh, syncing with the light show was really cool. I thought it looked great. Yeah, did you? It looks cool. It did look cool. See, I think you're overblowing this, calling me a sales. I'm just saying, simply get involved, join in. It's fun. So poo on you. Um, <laughs> real question from Rockstar apparently, because the other one wasn't. Why isn't the official hashtag not hashtag stars carcast instead of just hashtag carcast? I give you permission, parentheses, since it looks like I'm the only one who uses it, to use it to boost and promote your brand. Someone already uses carcast. The last time I checked carcast, it was us. Yeah. So, uh, original, it's kind of stick with what works, but yeah. I'm okay with stars. But it's it's the car cast. We can talk about other things. It's the car cast. I mean, and in fact, many times we do divulge way off topic. Way, way too often. And if uh, if somebody else is driving around and car casting themselves, I guess more power to them. Yeah, it's, whatever it's, whatever topic they're talking about. Yeah, why not? Right? Maybe they're talking about cars, since everyone can talk about cars. Which we certainly did a little bit of that tonight. Uh, great lighting round. We actually got through most of them. Um, my just final thoughts would be, Sean, I think that this was a really good performance, victory. Uh, lots more to improve on, as you would expect. I don't think we're not, you know, going to see nearly the star's best efforts. Uh, and I don't mean from a trying, but what they are capable of for quite some time. And so, yeah, it's going to be a bigger test against Winnipeg on Saturday, but I don't think you make or break your expectations for the seasons about how they play against the Jets on Saturday. Yeah. But it will be a tougher test, and yet don't just look at the scoreline of a 5-1 win for Winnipeg over St. Louis in Missouri tonight and assume that they a good team beat a pretty good team. And there must be great because I saw some tweets from some of the guys that cover Scott Campbell. Yep. Uh, wrote an interesting one about how he felt that there were quite a few holes in the Jets game tonight. I heard Jake Allen had a rough night too. I didn't. I haven't watched the game yet, but I. Uh, uh, Connor Hellbuck had 41 saves. Okay. Yeah. So uh, in a 5-1 win, he he had 40 plus saves. That's that's kind of notable, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly is. Well, that is our lightning round. That is our car cast. Sean has driven us safely back to where we leave each other here and, and go our separate ways. I'll say, opening night, riveting success. Yeah, it was. Your it thoughts? Was, it was. It was definitely. Uh, it was hockey was fun tonight. And, it was, and, and I want to see fun hockey. And that's the most important thing. Hi, did we have fun? I think we had fun. So, everyone, hopefully, we have some more fun on Saturday. Have a good night. Or day, whatever time you're listening.